Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Reb T, the Pirkei Avos Learning, the shir where we talk a Mishnah of Pirkei Avos per day with sagely commentary and practical advice to say. Today's episode is also dedicated to Eloi Nishmas, my brother Menachem Svi Ben Chaim Yitzchak, whose yard site is today Yud Chet Adar Bet, officially, but Adar in general. Let's talk about the importance of timing. The importance of placement, thinking about timing, thinking about the, the exact situation, and thinking about how you should go about it. The Mishnah Perkei Avos in chapter 4, Mishnah 18, Dalid Yud Chet, in season 4 with the help of Rabbeinu Yonah, Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar Omer. Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar says, Do not appease your friend in the time of his anger. The worst thing to tell someone who is massively angry, who is massively upset, is calm down, it's okay, get your horses down, calm your horses, keep your liver. Things like that do not help at a time that someone is instigated. Someone is stimulated by something extremely upsetting, extremely anger-provoking. You have to let it pass. You have to understand the importance of timing, the importance of the situation, the importance of the surrounding factors. Do not try to calm him down when he's massively angry. It won't work. It won't help. Let him walk out. Let him take the 10-second time up. Let him drive around or whatever for a few minutes till he takes himself and calms down. Don't console him while his debt is in front of him. Lo Elena, we should have known from such things, but if a person just lost someone, they didn't even get to bury him, it's an owning, someone who's not mechoy in the mitzvah yet because they didn't bury him, there's no closure yet. There's no ability to be appeased yet. Don't start talking about how it's all okay, it's from Hashem. That's not the right thing to say. It's not the right timing. It's not the right placement. And Lo Elena, we should never know from such things, but we can't ever fathom the difficulty and the emotional difficulty of people whose children are prisoners of war or children or or people whose children, relatives or whatnot are MIA, missing in action. That's the idea of Yaakov Avinu Lahavda when Yosef was missing in his mind. For 22 years, nobody could comfort him. Nobody could console him. His neshama had no nechama. His neshama had no rest. He had no Minucha, he had no rest in his life. Why? On some level, he must have realized it didn't make sense, the story. He must have figured out on some level, Yosef is out there somewhere. He couldn't bury him if he feel, felt like he was really dead. He couldn't be consoled. He had no closure. That's the same thing. Lahavda, with a prisoner of war, they're not home. With missing an action, they don't know where they are. There's no rest. There's no menucha tanefesh on some level. You'll never feel the same, obviously. It's very tragic and terrible, obviously. But at least the closure of being able to have the ceremony to go through the motions to sechiv or the like, which again, lahavda, we should never know from such things, is the same aspects of why people who have issues, people who lose children, babies, or the like, or they're not able to have children, there's no rest, there's no nachama, there's no ability. Judaism, unfortunately, doesn't recognize a shiva or anything for someone who loses a kid along the way, or someone who loses someone under 30 days. Even after that, it's just... 
a whole subject, a taboo, a whole situation that's difficult to deal with. Nechama comfort is an amazing, amazing resource. We should never, ever know from such things. But in general, you have to understand the timing, the placement. If someone just lost something, you can't say it's okay, move on, whatever. There has to be time to grieve any type of loss, any type of missing, anything that's not happening, okay? You have to understand the timing, the placement, the situation, that's why these support groups are crucial and so important. Anyone who ever had any type of loss should be part of a support group. Someone who lost a baby or lost a kid or someone who is missing in action, their kids in, the, in a war, missing in action, they need the support. Only people going through it can really understand, can really appreciate the difficulty. And maybe there will be more sensitivity, there will be more understanding of timing and placement and surrounding situations. Pirkei here from thousands of years ago already recognized how the situation and timing is so important. If someone has not even buried their kid or can't bury their kid, we should never know from Sishings, or their parent, or their relative, or their friend. They didn't bury them yet. They don't have the ability to have the closure to at least do the ceremony to put the person in the ground to go back to Hashem. You can't start comforting them. Don't even think about it. Don't question him about his vow at the time that he makes it. You should never have to go bimkomo. Don't judge your friend until you're in his place. You should never be in his place to begin with. You should never have such challenges of loss or difficulty. But even if someone has an addiction, an affliction, or has someone has a bad trait, Someone is addicted to alcohol or to the internet or to substances. God forbid you can't judge them. That's not your challenge. That's not your onus. You don't know. You cannot judge someone when they're involved in their situation, whether it be a vow or an affliction or addiction or mental health illness. Anything a person has, you can't judge them. Even if they deal with obesity, they have health issues. You cannot judge a person Especially at the time they're going through something, especially because we aren't in their shoes. That's why the only type of judging should be Don Lekaf Zechus. There should be no judging in life at all. The only type of judging is judging for meriting favorable merit, trying to find a favorable aspect of something that happened. Any person of Benoni should be judged for good. And even a Russia. Maybe we could find some goodness to his action, but really, if he's a Russia, it's probably something bad. But a good person or an average person, try to find something good, a good reason why he's doing that. If he went into McDonald's, he probably really needed to use the bathroom, or he was starving of thirst and bought a water bottle that was completely closed and kosher. If someone went by... A place of uh, gambling, for example, maybe he was finding his friend who got lost on the road. Anything you could do, the other side of the story is an amazing book by Art School showing that there's more to the story. Don't judge a person. Don't underestimate the importance of timing, placement, and the situation. also Don't attempt to see him at the time of his degradation. If a person fumbles with alcohol and he had an episode, don't be next to him. Don't embarrass him. Let him recuperate. Let him recover. Come talk to him in a few days when it's out of his system. But at that time, don't put him down. He stumbled. That's not the time to knock him down when he's already down. Understand the importance of timing. This Mishnah is all about timing. Situation. Factors. Understanding what's involved. We can't stress enough. Pirkei Avos writes it. Says it much better than we could ever say it, but the importance, the power of timing, the situation. 
Don't say dumb things to people is a usual rule of law. I believe one of the sages, one of the commentators once said, the 11th commandment, there's 10 obviously, the 11th one should be don't be a fool. Don't open your mouth before thinking about what you're going to say. Think many times before you say something. Calculate your words carefully. Understand your actions if they're going to help or God forbid they're going to hurt. Rabbeinu Yonah points out, don't appease him in the time of anger. If you try to speak to a person while he's angry, he may say things that are inappropriate because your words have angered him even more. Don't console him while the dead person's in front of him. At a time of sadness, attempts at consolation will only arouse anger, leading to improper words. It's not going to help. It's not going to do anything that is beneficial for him. Don't question him about the vow when he makes it. A vow may be annulled if it turns out that the one who made it had not considered its ramifications at the time the vow was made. Had he realized what the implications would be before for him, he would not have made the vow. With this in mind, the mission tells us, don't question him about the vow when he makes it. Do not ask him questions that could later serve him as openings to annul the vow. In other words, do not say things like, did you consider such a thing might happen as a result of your vow? You should not present possible negative repercussions of the vow to him when he makes it because if he's angry enough he will say that he makes the vow even under those terms once he included them in his vow saying that he makes it even under these conditions he will have no openings available to him to annul it later on follows that the questions you ask him at the time of his vow will cause him harm and don't attempt to see him at the time of his degradation when he causes damage or engages in other negative behavior and is ashamed of himself you should not witness it and cause him further embarrassment understand the importance of timing of the situation of the factors try to be sensitive try to be understanding of the factors around a person maybe then the world will be more whole more complete more peaceful more understanding and more sensitive and we could all have much better more comfortable more beautiful more coexistent lives in this world join us next time as we talk about a very famous phrase a sage would say about not being joyous about when your enemy falls here on the PAL with Reb T. And I'm your host, Reb T.